This episode is brought to you by CJ's Woodworking. Need work on your residential or commercial property? CJ's Woodworking specializes in complete home renovations, kitchens, bathrooms, basements, flooring, and custom moldings. CJ's does it all. Call 516-244-3255. Again, that's 516-244-3255. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Yeah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Short Porch Podcast with your co-hosts J.D. Frieda and Jared Peterman. Welcome in. Today is Friday, February 9th, and you're listening to the Short Porch Podcast, where even Jacoby Ellsberg can hit 314 down the line. Let's not forget, folks, he can still pop one out of here. I'm Jared Peterman, joined by my co-host, J.D. Frida, as always, and we're here to talk uh, some Yankees baseball before they head into spring training. Yeah, J.D. Frida, fresh with the Boar's Head hat on today. Uh, Jacoby Ellsberg, what a choice. But um, yeah, we're back. We're getting on the regular basis. Spring training is just a few short weeks away, and we're excited as Yankees fans. We got a lot to be excited about in 2018, right, Mr. Jared Peterman? Absolutely. Episode 31 kicking off here. Uh, episode Dave Winfield. We'll give we'll give some props out to Derek Jeter's favorite player growing up and a Yankee uh, legend. So we get that out of the way. We didn't forget it this time. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to talk about some rumblings that have been happening uh, around the Yankees as guys are starting to have some media availability. Give some quotes out there. You know the Yankees might have made a, a a major trade in this uh, in this past week or so, so we'll we'll touch on that and we'll talk on uh, the spring training invites. Twenty guys who are not on the forty man getting in there. So first, JD, do you want to take the the big trade news off the table? So, we we we've discussed big trades this off season and maybe the lack of. We've talked about the uh, Giancarlo Stanton trade and big trade in of itself. You know, the Yankees land a big slugger. They land a. Uh, you know, a very highly touted player, but the New York Yankees just landed not just a great player, but a champion. The what New more York, can you ask for? The New York Yankees oh. landed infielder Russell Wilson from the Texas Rangers. You heard now, me correctly. Hey, people out there are going to be like, wait, Texas hasn't won a championship. They haven't won a championship. No, they haven't. In a while? In a long time. No, no, Maybe if ever. Nah, we got a quarterback now. Oh, we got a quarterback now. How do we feel? Everyone's, everyone's talking Eli Manning. Is he done? Josh McCown bringing back for the Jets? Nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Danger Russ. Russell Wilson. Infielder. Yeah, so, so this was a... Uh, I don't even have the word for it. What kind of trade was this? This was like... <laughs> you know, some, some, trade. <laughs> some say Giancarlo was the big splash. I don't know. We got one right in right in February, so... Obviously, this has no uh, stake in the Yankees whatsoever. He'll just come to spring training for a week or so, maybe uh, chat up with the team, maybe give Aaron Boone some good tips. JD's kind of surprised. He thinks he he thinks Russ has some uh, has some power in the bat. I think Russ is all right. I've extensively watched Russell Wilson's baseball tape from college, both colleges, Nebraska and NC State. Now listen to me. Russell Wilson has the best pop in any bat of a second baseman in all of the major leagues. He's going to start for the New York Yankees come March. 
He's going to be here. He's going to be chilling. New York Yankees second baseman, Glaber who. He's going to teach Glaber the ropes. We got a new quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other than that, uh, MLB free agency has been slow, as we said, all, all offseason. There's been no trades, nothing. There's tons of tons of free agents left out there who have to open their own spring training camp because they're just not signed as JD try and regroups here after uh, after the rundown but so there's been talks about JD Martinez the uh, the slugger the best bat on the market going to the Red Sox but now he's quote unquote fed up with the Sox offer and there was a hint today that maybe he just spurns them by coming to the Yankees but as we've mentioned all offseason, to make a big deal like this, the Yankees would have to trade Jacoby Ellsbury and maybe a David Robertson. And uh, my guy who can hit one down the down uh, three fourteen down the line, he's not getting moved. He's not. <laughs> I, I got I got a, a little bit of a spoiler for all you short porch listeners. Jared Peterman loves himself some Jacoby Ellsbury, so he's going nowhere because Jared needs him on the team, and no one wants him anyway. So he can't go anywhere. <laughs> Might be a little inaccurate statement there, but you know what? Every 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 uh, episode we bring up about this possibility, and <laughs> we have insider information, right here. Should we break the news now? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the uh, the honor. Yes. Yeah, should we break the news now? I think we should. Jacoby Ellsbury's not gonna get traded. You heard it here first, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. You heard it here first. <laughs> Credit me with all the reports. He's not getting moved. Reported by Mr. Jared Peterman. Right. So with that, with the lack of moves, uh, we mentioned the Garrett Cole trade last time on the uh, podcast, and Luis Severino had a little bit of an interesting quote about the move. Uh, yeah. He said he thought the Yankees were going to get uh, Cole, and he said he still hopes Cashman adds a starter. Quote, Houston got him, but of course I think we need somebody else, but until we have it, I think we're good right now. That's a very uh, confusing quote. Uh, what? <laughs> it's a very, like... I'm gonna come back on what I just said. Quote. It's like I think we need somebody else, but until we have it, I think we're good right now. End quote. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, I, I we need yeah. somebody, but you know what? Just to make sure that I'm still good within the clubhouse, we're good for now. We're good for now. But yeah, like, I do think we need somebody. But we're good for now. Jordan Montgomery, like you did great last year. Like I, I, I like you know what? That you're good, but like we might need someone else. But, but right now, but right now we're, we're okay. Good. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. Cashman, we're great. But add somebody. But we're good. You know, don't worry about it. So it definitely a little, uh, definitely an odd quote there. Uh, Luis Severino, obviously great year last year. Can he? Uh, maybe, maybe he's thinking about having to carry this rotation this year. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe he saw Masahiro Tanaka's struggles at at various times of last year. Maybe he just wants someone to release the load a little bit. And, you know, uh, pause. So we just need a. Uh, we need. Maybe we don't need another pitcher. Maybe Montgomery steps into that fifth role and, you know, really, really looks good like he did at points last year, but not for Luis Severino. He wants he wants Clayton Kershaw. He wants <laughs> Justin Verlander. He wants Keuchel. He wants them all. Yeah, that's, the, that's always the interesting part. The Yankees pitching always looks like a house of cards. One guy goes down and you don't know what you're going to get, but obviously you, you look at the playoffs last year and it was the incredible rotation. Uh, hopefully Tanaka, who honestly, Masahiro Tanaka might be the smartest man in baseball this offseason, opting into his contract. Everyone thought he'd get paid outside. No one's getting paid. This man opted in, stay with the Yanks. And I think the Yanks are happy about it. I think if Tanaka left 
Garrett Cole would probably be in pinstripes. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that. Uh, I would also agree with the that the Yankees rotation is usually a house of cards. Yeah, I would agree with that. Me too. And <laughs> we would probably we would probably uh, be in a different scenario right now if Tanaka opted out. But um, we probably we. And no one's, one no thing one's that, right now. one thing that's kind of underlooked is like we get a full year of signing Gray for once. Yeah, which is good. Probably an upgrade of what we had last year. Good question mark. He's he's a good pitcher. Question mark. Like yeah, we're not sure. Is Sonny Gray good? That's that was a tweet that I had. Uh, I think f- either from the Short Porch Twitter or my own last last year at the beginning of the season. Um, it's like the, the question on every Yankees fan's mind every year. Is Mike Pineda good? The answer, yeah. a resounding wet fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the biggest question mark in the rotation. Like, I don't. I think Montgomery is consistent. I think you know what you're gonna get out of him. CC, you know he's probably looking for the hook at, after four and a third innings. Like that's just expected. Yeah. And then Tanaka and Severino, we've seen what they can do, and we know if they give up the home run ball, they're in trouble. So, Sonny Gray is the big question mark. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him this year. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Mr. Cashman as uh, Mateo and Fowler probably break the big leagues this year. So if they come onto the scene hot in Oakland, that that He's in the hot seat, get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might be in trouble. The contract he just signed. It... So Real you never, so so you never actually gave your your thoughts on if J.D. Martinez will be a Yankee. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> you, you don't believe he'll be a Yankee? Nah, no, sure, don't. sure about that. I'm like. 98% positive. Just because of Jacoby or, you know, he just... He yeah, just, but yeah. also, like, if we would bring in J.D. Martinez, our our defensive outfield would be... It already is. Noise. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to make that noise, but it's not it's not great as is. Our, our starting center fielder has just uh, has spent the offseason putting on weight to try and become Thor. So, Aaron yeah, Hicks... You're speaking I'm of Aaron right. Hicks. Correct, yeah. yeah, Aaron Hicks looks... Uh, he looks like he's training for a bodybuilding competition. This man is jacked. <laughs> he, you know, aesthetically looks fantastic, but I don't know how that translates to a hundred and you know sixty game season. Uh, I don't know how many games he will play. Maybe with all this added weight, maybe he'll play like for, forty. For those of you new uh, listeners to the Short Porch Podcast, JD is some type of uh, physical body uh, savant here. He yeah. was really worried about Aaron Judge's uh, big frame last year getting injured. Extremely. He basically put a curse on him. What do you know? Aaron Judge gets uh, shoulder surgery in the offseason. Now he's thinking too much weight on Aaron Hicks. So if you need if you need a workout plan, if you need, you know, any just any scale like to find out if you're overweight, putting on too much muscle, just talk to JD. Honestly. Overweight, his underweight, freedompreppedmeals.com. His DMs are open. Fiend Kazoon. Dean Kazine, you know, he's got it all. So just talk to J.D. about that because he's worried about Aaron Hicks. That's the – I would say in the lineup, that's the other guy who has the biggest question mark coming in because can he repeat what he did last year? I think he's trying to compete with Aaron Judge for home runs this year and John Carlos Stanton. I think that's what he wants to do. <laughs> he, didn't, think, he, he, he didn't want to look small in the locker room. <laughs> honestly, even though he's about six inches, seven inches shorter than them. Uh, I, I got an over-under for you here, Jared. It, today is what, February 7th, 6th? February 9th. February. Yeah, you, you were close. <laughs> you it's February 9th. You know, I, I know my dates. Um, February 9th, 2018. <laughs> I got that one right. Uh, you know, obviously the season hasn't started yet. Spring training hasn't even started yet. Jared, if Aaron Hicks plays the majority of games with his newfound Herculean frame, with 
uh, with Aaron Judge in right field, John Carlo at DH or right field position, and whomever at left field doesn't matter. Does that four those four outfielders will will count? John Carlo was an outfielder for this for this argument's sake. Do those four outfielders break two hundred home runs? That is your question. Uh, no. <laughs> Pretty quick. Brett Gardner's in that mix. <laughs> Wait, but but Aaron Hicks isn't he gonna hit like seventy? He's no. He could. He could. He probably. He probably could. So yeah. no. Realistically, if, do you think? Do you think they break? Realist- realistically, if if Hicks is healthy the whole year, I think he could hit twenty five. Pretty good number. Which is yeah, which but that's the whole thing. He's got to stay healthy the whole year. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, and I think that's like the ceiling. Maybe he's closer to just twenty ish, eighteen ish. But then again, like Brett, a guy like Brett Gardner hit like twenty last year, so maybe maybe his maybe he hits his ceiling is thirty, but probably he probably won't hit that. I would I would say I would say if he has a full year under his belt. He's in the range of 20 to 25 home runs. With all my expertise in nutrition and hypertrophied muscle tension, you know, with all this newfound mass, I think I think 30 is definitely a possibility for for Aaron Hicks. And I think that uh, that the anti-doping agencies in the MLB, you know, they're not going to find this one because he's he's on his game this offseason. Over over under um, a thousand home times runs. the Yankees <laughs> get tested for PEDs this offseason during this season. Throughout the course of the entire season, <laughs> yeah. e- easily over, easily over. They got John Carlo and Aaron Judge. That's all you need to know. I mean, Aaron Hicks looks like a monster. Uh, I heard, I heard from Greg. Bur- I heard that Greg Bird is starting to put on some mess in this off season. So, how does how does that make you feel, JD? How does Greg it make Bird's you feel? Been, Greg Bird's been uh, fragile in the past. How's how's this? <laughs> How does that make me feel? Yeah, this weight gain makes me feel like that sloth gif that we uh, that we put in the off season and the postseason last year is just going to become even slower and slower. Can Greg Bird become any slower? Honestly, Uh, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I think he might. I honestly think if we both lined up at home plate and we did, if he lined up at second base and me and you both lined up at home plate, you know the game we used to play after like little league games. Yeah, with the hats. Like I definitely think like we can both lap greg bird before he got back to second base he's that slow speaking of greg bird uh he had a quote about the expectations of the yankees he said we're on the map we said we were going to surprise people last year that was our thing and this year it's not a surprise anymore we're a good team people know that so they're going to be coming after us and we're going to go after them again i like the fire not not a lot of not a lot said there i like the fire <laughs> i mean it's not really a surprise a lot of I'm sure once the season gets a little bit closer and like actual MLB network uh, writers and and analysts and all that and ESPN even come out with like their predictions for who's going to win the World Series, who's going to win each division. I'm sure the Yankees are on the top of a lot of those lists, so it's not really going out there on a limb and saying something like that. It's like almost like you have to say that at this point. Right, and you spoke. It is February 9th, and the Yankees are the current. Well, right, but the Yankees are the current uh, AL East favorites at plus 140. With the Boston Red plus 100. And for the AL, the Yankees are plus 275, the favorite to make the World Series, even over the Houston Astros, who are plus 300. And to win the World Series, who's the favorite, you ask? Do you, do you want to guess, J.D.? Mets? Metropolitans? 
pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. The Mets are plus 2,000. But no, the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees, plus 500, are the favorites with the Dodgers plus 600 and the Astros plus 600. So, and the why you say? In the World Series. And, huh? why, and why you say? Why are why? the Yankees the favorites? I don't know. You tell Danger me. Us Wilson. Danger <laughs> Russ Wilson. That's all you need to know. The odds, the odds uh, moved up after that trade was acqu- done. Yeah. yeah. So, so also, hold on. Uh, Stanton is the favorite to lead the MLB in home runs at plus four hundred, and Judge is second at plus seven hundred. Okay. So, and everyone else is plus uh, fourteen hundred or more. Oh, or more, yeah. <laughs> so, so, who is the uh, AL MVP? Uh, front runner at the moment don't have that in front of me no i'm sure it's i'm sure it's i'm sure trout judge el tuve stan yeah i would definitely say would no no correa no okay never mind um so (laughs) so uh as you said the yankees are favorites to win the world series which means it would be very obvious they're they're favorites to win the al east but um the al our al east rivals of sorts. We haven't really been rivals in years past. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this rivalry. We'll talk about it as uh, Clint Frazier wants to keep the rivalry going. But the uh, the, the the Boston Red Sox are possibly in uh, in talks to get a former AL East uh, you know rival of ours in, in a player in Edwin Encarnacion. They're talking about swapping Edwin Encarnacion for Jackie Bradley Jr. in a swap with the Cleveland Indians due to uh, I think I think this from this article it says for by Matt Lyons on SB Nation stemming from uh, JD Martinez's you know frustration with the team and uh, they're they're talking about a swap straight up Jackie Bradley Jr. for Edwin Encarnacion. What do you how do you feel about that? How do you feel that bodes for the New York Yankees if it happens? How do you feel about Jackie Bradley Jr. and his hair? How do you feel about this whole thing? I have the blankest there. <laughs> does it matter in the slightest? Does it doesn't mean anything? No. Did are the Yan- Yankees are the Yankees really afraid of the Red Sox? I don't. Is it a rivalry anymore? Like it is. It, it's it's gonna get back to it. I think. I, I think. Well, the thing that the Red Sox are really missing is like that. that Everything. Well, yeah, they're missing a lot. But fandom. And they're they're missing a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Passion. To you. Not, Wins. They, they don't have. Penance. They don't have like the. They don't have the marquee player to kind of like market them, and they don't have a guy in the lineup that really scares the Yankees. Does Edwin Bogarts doesn't scare the Yankees? Sadly, no, he doesn't. Like, does Edwin Encarnacion scare the Yankees? He was pretty good on the on the Blue Jays, but I don't I don't know if he Eh. scares them. Like, eh. he's good. (laughs) He's kind of old. Yeah, yeah, he's a little old. Like Mookie Betts, you know, he's a great bowler, but is. Does he scare you in the lineup? Eh. Yeah, I mean, none of the team really scares me. None of the, none of the fans scare me. You look, I, at, you look, you look at the Yanks and uh, you see Judge, you see Stanton, you see Sanchez, you see Bird, you see Brett Gardner with his melon head. I don't, oh, I don't know. Dude, he's on that Tropicana. But uh, they have David Price. Yeah, oh, he's he's great. Um, he's amazing. I David mean, when Price we so when great. we were in, when we were in New York, we saw Chase Headley. Hit a home run off Chris Sale, so basically they should trade him now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Headley. Let me repeat that. Chase Headley. Chase Headley. Headley. We should we Chase should mention Headley. Chase Headley's not on the Yankees anymore. Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> Chase 
Did he evaporate into the sky? Brian Cashman is trimming this fat. Chris Carter, <laughs> Chase Headley, all gone within 365 days. Doesn't it feel like Chris Carter was on this team about 16 years ago? Honestly. I felt like he was on this team when I was getting like my confirmation. I... It also it also feels like Greg Bird hitting literally 100 happened like eight years ago. Yeah, I, I was at like a couple of those games where his, his average was like 83. Not like not like eight thirty, like point oh eight three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then he just you know he came back, he started whacking the ball. I said that he should have stayed in the minor league, so you know, screw me for saying that. I'm sorry, Greg Bird. You're a nice guy. I hope you're on the podcast one day. So just don't even listen to what I said. <sighs> yes, yes. So speaking of some of these younger guys, after we just trolled the Red Sox for a decent amount. Uh, the Yanks invited 20 players to spring training as non-roster invitees, so obviously the fo- everyone on the 40-man roster is there. Uh, the the 20 guys, I'll just name some of the notables, as most of you probably won't know half of these people, as you know, we probably don't either, but Chance Adams has an invite. Uh, Cody Carroll, who uh, pitched in the Arizona Fall League, who's a reliever, he's, a, he's invited. Dylan Tate, a guy the Yankees got in a trade for... Uh, what trade was he in with? He was with the Rangers, so the Beltron trade. Uh, he's a prospect. He got to invite Justice Sheffield, our boy. He's coming to spring training. You have Danny Espinosa, who the Yankees signed, who <sighs> I kind of like, but I'm kind of sad because I think they're just looking for a way to slot him in there at second base so Glaber doesn't start in the big leagues. And then we also have uh, their one of their top prospects, Nick Solak, and Esteban Florio, who we've discussed so those are the big names coming into spring training as non-roster invites. What's your kind of take on those guys? I think that Russell Wilson is going to be better than Tim Tebow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, those guys, yeah. Uh, they're the Yankees. Call me crazy, but the Yankees lineup is kind of set. Like for we know who the Yankees opening their roster is kind of kind of going to be. So you know, I, I I I within with the exception of like a small handful of spots. So whoever. Surprises, I guess. I mean, the only the only name in there that really excites me, like truly excites me, two names. One is Esteban Florial, because you know that guy is. They they traded Rutherford because they thought so highly of him, and I remember when we talked to Matt Cardos on the program a couple months ago, he was really high on Florial, and he said the same thing that the Yankees traded Rutherford with the intention that Florial was going to be that guy anyway. And the second guy that really excites me is. Um, Jared, do you know I'm from Long Island, uh, New York? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do you know what Long Island's like claim to fame is when it comes to like famous people? You know, our 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 own our own Long Island son is what we call him. Do you know Do you know who I'm talking about? Who I'm referring to? No. I'm referring to one William Joel, Billy Joel. Um, Billy Joel has a song, a ballad of sorts, called yeah. called Billy the Kid. And when I think of Billy the Kid, the one thing I think of is the not late but great Billy McKinney. And Billy McKinney gets my whole body in a, in a oof. It makes me he makes me so happy. He makes me so excited for this season. Billy McKinney, who who may become our next closing pitcher, is going to be <laughs> is going to be a a wonder to see in spring training after a great spring training last year. Yeah, I didn't mention him on the list, but he's on the 40-man roster, so he will be in spring training, and he played some first base uh, in the past 
Arizona Fall League. So he could possibly back up Greg Bird if Tyler Austin continues to just be Tyler Austin. He's going to be our next closing pitcher, I'm telling you. Speaking of uh, the bullpen, we should mention Joe Girardi traded the binder in for a necktie and a suit on MLB Network. Looks very odd. Looks very odd for a man of his stature to be in a necktie and suit. I'm not very sure what that has to do with the bullpen, I guess, you know. But uh, I'll, I'll get there. I'll yeah, get okay. there. I'm but, getting um, there, okay? All right. No, I got you. All right. All right let me just say this. No, uh, let, me, let, me, no let me finish. No, let me finish. No, let no me, you let had your finish. chance. Let me finish. How, Sway? How? So, you know, one thing I'm going to say is uh, about this whole Joe Girardi thing. Uh, all of you Yankeeites were on, on Twitter were clamoring for him to leave uh, two months ago, three months ago, whatever it is now. And oh, yo, we get him out of here. He did terrible in, in that in that one game in in the playoffs. Get him out of here. I hate Joe Girardi. He's the worst. And now, and now you all made a, a quick 180, just like you were playing skate the video game. You know, I, I see everybody on Twitter now. How can you not love Joe Girardi? I I see I see him on TV, and you know what? I miss him. I miss Joe Girardi. Nah, nah, we ain't we ain't having that. We ain't having that out here. Come on, man. Come on, be be real. Keep that same energy, you feel me? Keep that same energy. <laughs> not talking to you, Joe. <laughs> no, not you, Joe. Uh, no, but so he was he was asked about bullpenning and like how it all happened in the AL wildcard game. And he had some he had some interesting points, but one thing they were talking about too is with the playoffs going forward, if a team would ever bullpen that wildcard game, and he kinda said like no, just because of like the habits players uh, you know, have. But the thing I found interesting was tandem starting with the fourth man. So, like, this happens a lot in the minor leagues where guys who either have innings limits or they're trying to build up their their uh, endurance and stamina to last longer in a game. So you saw the Astros do it with Lance McCullers like, and Charlie Morton. So one guy goes, like, four innings, the next guy goes three, and then all of a sudden you're, you're you know, into your heart of your bullpen. And so he was saying how he thinks teams might do that more often with their fourth and fifth starters in the playoffs. Where so for the Yankees it would be a CC Sabathia since he's only going f- five innings, and then maybe a Jordan Montgomery pitches the next two or three, and then we're right into that. But with the Yankees it's a different scenario because uh, have you seen a bullpen? No, I haven't. Pretty solid, like not bad. Like not bad. Not bad at all. Nah. Like we might have seven arms in there. Is Chad Green one of them? Yeah. Is he the long man? <laughs> He's the wherever you need him. Because of the versatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a luxury, I would say. You know, some would, some would say that, yeah. I would agree. <laughs> I would definitely agree. How do you feel about this, Jared? I have a question for you. After we, we, we go from invites in spring training to a quick tidbit about Joe Girardi, about bullpenning, to the bullpen itself. Now, I just want to go quickly. We've talked about the outfield at nauseum. You know, because the south field is the set. I just want to talk about this infield for one quick one quick second. The Yankees uh, have been linked in the past few days to one former New York Yankee, one Eduardo Nunez, uh, a possible signing of Mr. Nunez, or, you know, acquiring of Mr. Nunez. And uh, the Yankees, I think, have been quoted... Me and me and me and one former co-host of the podcast, DZ, we're talking about this last night. Yankees want to save about ten to twelve million for midseason acquisitions, um, midseason additions. But uh, 
Eduardo Nunez, they have they have about 10 to 11 million to play with right now. Does does Eduardo Nunez, you know, does he fit into this this uh, this lineup, this this infield? And one Twitter account uh, of I forget what journalist slash reporter said, why would you want Nunez in in parentheses? Uh, bad a good bat, bad fielding, close parentheses to possibly replace a guy like Andujar, in in parentheses, projected good bat, bad defense, but could get better, close parentheses. Jared, how do you feel about that, Mr. Eduardo Nunez? And a possible another guy that's linked to the Yankees, possibly, former New York Met, Mr. Neil Walker. Right. I wouldn't mind Nunez at all, actually. I think uh, he's, he's played in the AL East. He definitely has a flair to him. And he's he can steal some bases. I think his bat is streaky, but when it's on, it's on. I don't mind him because of the versatility he can bring. He can play second. He can play some third. He can play some short. If we need to throw him in the outfield, he can do that. So it's always good to have guys like that on the roster. I like. But do we need I personally, him? Huh? But do we need him? No, I don't. We think don't need anyone need, for shorts. I don't think they need anybody per se. But I think an insurance policy is not bad. Like Did you if you want an insurance policy over a Neil Walker, though, give Neil Walker a two-year, ten million deal. Because I don't think I don't. I don't this climate if he's going to get a one-year. I would love him I, to get a one-year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign anyone to a two-year deal. I wouldn't either. But I'm saying, is anyone going to take less than a two-year deal? See, with Neil Walker, it's interesting because I'm not sure if he can play third base or not. I would say he would stick to second. Right. So, but they want to put Glaber at second when he comes up. Right. But that would give him, that would give Glaber ample time to get more prepared and more prepped to come up and play second base. I think Eduardo Nunez is a glorified, <laughs> slightly better version of Ronald Torres with less fun in him. He's probably yeah. He's I mean, he's not slightly better. He is just better. But, yeah, yeah we kind of have a guy like that. I don't know. It's hey man, Therese, the toe. I don't. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think Neil Walker would be the more stable guy. He would hit more home runs. He would definitely play better defense. Um, but I don't. I don't. I want. I don't want to see Glaber Torres be blocked off. I don't think they would bring him in with the intention of blocking Torres. I think he would come in knowing his role. I think he would come in as the veteran guy that he would start the season off as the second baseman, knowing that you know he's kind of grooming that position for Torres once he's ready. And I think he'd be okay with that. And I don't think that the need for Nunez, you know, as you said, a guy that's useful because he can play multiple positions, if we already have a guy like that, we have that kind of Swiss Army knife player that we don't really need a guy that's not a great defenseman. We, we If we're going to sign anyone, we'd rather have a better defenseman, in my opinion, than a guy that just has a good, sometimes streaky bat. And that's what Nunez is. He's, he's, you know, he has a good bat. But as you said, he could be streaky at times. And Neil Walker, not the best average hitter, but, you know, he's, he's he can hit for power in a lineup that, you know, likes and, batters that hit and, power. And he's a solid defenseman. And Walker's a lefty, so the short porch would definitely come into play. Also, the one interesting thing with Walker, I think the Mets flirted with playing a little first base with him last year. So he could back up Greg Bird because is Tyler Austin going to be on the forty or is he going to be on the opening day roster backing up 
Bird or is it just going to be a Romine split? Like it's it's interesting to see what they're going to do with backup first base because Tyler Austin has not really proven himself to just have a guaranteed spot on this team. Right. No, so I I think it's definitely a possibility. It's definitely a uh, it's definitely an option. Um, Put it this I, way: if I had to if I had to choose one, I would say Neil Walker. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you, Neil Walker. With yeah, I, I don't think that he'll sign. I don't think he would sign a one year deal. I would love him to if he signed like a nice one year couple mil, but I don't think that would be the case. I don't know about you. Yeah. Also, where do you see? Glaber and Miguel Andujar hitting in this lineup if they crack opening day and they have the third and second base jobs locked in. Well, at that at that uh, point, do you want to just go through the what we think the lineup's going to be? Because I think Andujar is going to hit at. I think they're both going to hit in the bottom three. Right. Um, I think that Glaber's probably going to get the nine spot, uh, and I think that Andujar get the seven or eight depending on who. Yeah. Do you think it's just? Do you there? think it's just brief rundown? Gardner. Do you think they still hit Judge second? Yeah, I would say Judge so. second, Stanton third, DD fourth. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't know about DD fourth. Or do they have Sanchez? Or do they move DD down and move Bird? DD, like the... I think DD fifth or sixth, Bird fifth, depending on how he looks, and then, um, and then Sanchez fourth. I think I think it's gonna be. I think it should be, uh, Ellsbury. Ellsbury, Jesus, Gardner. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know. Why I just said that. Gardner, uh, Judge second, um, Stanton third, Sanchez fourth, DD and Bird five or six, whatever way they want to do it. Um, Neil Walk now. <laughs> um, Honestly, I I wouldn't mind if DD stayed Frazier. fourth or or Greg Bird. Um, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier, yeah, Clint Frazier, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wouldn't mind if uh, Didi stayed in the four spot, but if Bird's there, I like that, and then uh, we can just put Sanchez five, the other man sixth, maybe Didi, and then Hicks probably hits seventh. Yeah. Andujar eight, Torres nine. Yeah. I think that's the way yeah. it's going to work out. And that's a, I love that lineup. It's a great lineup. Hey, Can't it's wait a very for good it. lineup. Can't wait for it, because Miguel, I'm telling all of you, who is Miguel Andujar? Miguel Andujar is going to be that guy that hits the first month of the season. He's going to hit 315, and you're all going to wet your pants. It's going to be crazy. Y'all are all going to be 315 first month. You heard it here, bro. Bro, you're all going to oh, you're all going to go. What? I couldn't believe this guy. This guy can. This guy could really hit. Yeah, because we told you. We told you. <laughs> actually, we asked you last year. Who is Miguel Andujar? It's a rhetorical question. We all know who he is. He's out here. New York Yankees, 161st and River. Be there. I'll be there. April 4th. Bleaches. Wrong section. Ay, 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 ay. We'll move over in the fourth inning. Don't you worry about it. Billy's overpriced drinks. We out here. $12 for a Jack and Coke. Yeah? Nah. I ain't spending that, but I probably will. Then we go into the stadium. Chicken bucket. Nah, I ain't spending that, but I might. We out here. Yeah, obviously JD's excited about this season kicking, uh, you know, starting soon, but spring training should be interesting. I think I think maybe the Yanks will play it with Torres and Andujar starting spring training with jobs, and then if they're not seeing what they need, maybe that's when they pivot to a Nunez or a Neil Walker, or if Danny Espinosa plays quality ball, maybe he can crack this roster and uh, fill in. 
Because Ronald Torres is going to stick in that utility spot. I think that's yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, so I'm absolutely. sure. I'm sure there's a small crowd out there somewhere chanting for Torres to get a starting Whoa. job. He's he's a fan favorite. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know, but let's keep him in the role he's in. He's very good for that role. Let's not let's not expand it. So the there was one story that came out yesterday. Um, uh, NewJersey.com by my my guy, the one and only. Brendan Cootie, that's you know, that's my number one guy. I'm, I got I got the notifications on whenever there's a story posted by Mr. Cootie, it goes right to the phone. But there was a little bit of a uh, little scare in one of our one of our prospects, pitching prospect, Mr. Who we talked about, I think last last program, uh, Albert Abreu. It's a little Albert bit of a Abreu. scare with a possible surgery scare. But you know, right now he left he left the the hospital. There's no. There's no need for surgery it, at the moment. Was it an appendix or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was appendicitis. They thought it was appendicitis. Right. It wasn't, you know, but he's 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 cool for now. You know, there's there's uh there was some there was some doubt that maybe he might need to have surgery and might miss uh, a little bit of time to recover fully, but for right now he's okay. We wish him all the best. Albert Abreu. You know, a very highly touted prospect in this Yankees organization. So we, we are happy that he's okay over here at the short porch. Absolutely. And speaking of the young arms, which let's just ask, it's early, it's before spring training, pitchers and catchers report in like five days or so. Which of the young arms out of Sheffield, Chance Adams, and let's go Abreu, which one of those guys – out of those three, sees the most time in the big leagues this year? Ooh, that's a good question. I – there's two different answers. There's there's the answer I think is more most realistic and the answer that if I was Aaron Boone that I would make. Um, and that is the guy that we heard a lot about last year possibly making – a jump to the majors in Chance Adams. I think he'll come up at some point early summer and he'll make maybe a few spot starts, maybe come in uh, through the bullpen and throw some you know quality innings just to get him some time in the majors. I think that's the most realistic option. I think Chance Adams will probably see the most time. I would love to see Justice Sheffield and I would love to see them unleash the lefty on the, uh, on the major leagues. I think he has the most upside out of all three of them. And I think they're all really good prospects. Uh, they're all different types of pitchers, but I think Sheffield has the most upside. And me personally, if I was Boone, I would, like I said, Adams might come up in the early summer. I would bring I would bring Sheffield up mid to late summer, let him get his, his reps in uh, in the minors, and then bring him up, unleash him on the world, and, uh, and then you got yourself a nice little lefty out of the pen for now, looking forward towards the future. Yeah, I think the answer is Justice Sheffield because a lot's been talked with Chance Adams not necessarily having a third pitch. He's still working on a changeup. And if if you get brought up, I think you've got to be as polished as can be. So I think Sheffield is my pick, but I'm sure Chance Adams is closer. But I would I want to see Sheffield very soon. I think, I think Sheffield can get up as a September call-up, maybe – late August, early August, maybe sometime in there, but I think both I think both will see time in pinstripes this year at some point. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. 
I think the fact that you brought up that Chance Adams hasn't really developed a third pitch yet, like we've heard reports that like he's he's wor- and it's and it's coming along, but like he's not. I guess you. Would, I guess the word is he's not confident in a third pitch yet. But I don't think for this argument that that's a detriment to him. I actually think that helps him in the fact that he that the Yankees might see him as not viable to become an actual like rotational starter anytime soon. The fact that they might, I think that might help him in his chances of them bringing him up as a bullpen uh, arm sooner or later, rather with the uh, sooner than later with the uh, maybe a couple injuries in there. Yeah. It's interesting because he, he dominates the minors, but they're just kind of weary if that, if that repertoire is going to work in the big league. So That'll be interesting to watch in spring training. You know, I'm sure the moment he throws four scoreless innings, Yankees Twitter is going to <laughs> just forget who Jordan Montgomery is and want Chance Adams in the rotation, uh, as Yankees fans love to do. But remember, Jordan Montgomery had a great spring last year, so I think I think his second year, uh, I really really like the pitcher that he is. I think if he can just cut down on the walk sometimes, I know we talked last year, like he's good, but he's just like a little inconsistent at times when he has guys ready to strike out and he just tries getting too cute and walks him. So I think if he can be the stable fifth guy, these guys are only going to come up if there's an injury. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Last last question I want to ask you, as you just talked about Jordan Montgomery, what's realistic for him this year? Where do you see him wins-wise? Where do you see him ERA-wise? Where do you see him uh, whip-wise? Where, where do you see Mr. Uh, Jordan Montgomery? And does he play yeah. the whole season? So that's the that's the really interesting part. Like, are they going to trust him for a whole year, or are they going to pull the plug on him maybe if he's not necessarily living up to, like, what he did last year? I think he should get a pretty sh- long uh, leash, considering what he did last year. Uh, he's 25 years old, and in his first big league season, this man went out there through 155 innings, 144 strikeouts, which is very solid for... Uh, you know, his age. He had a 1.23 whip. His ERA was 3.88, which is very, very solid. 29 starts. And I think he had nine, he was 9 and 7 as a pitcher. So I think 12 wins is like reasonable. The Yankees should be putting up a lot of runs. Uh, 12 wins, I would say. I don't really think wins is like that big of a stat. I think they probably cap him at maybe like 175, 180 innings. And then uh, I would say the Ks might be around the same. I don't really see him K uh, striking out eight, like nine guys. I don't really see him getting a K per nine up to where, like, you know, over, over nine. But if he pitches 180 innings, I would say he strikes out like 165 batters. ERA, ERA around the same as last year, maybe a little lower, maybe a 3.5, but I think it could fluctuate. I think it could go up to 4.2 maybe, but that's not bad in the sense, you know. So it it depends. With the sabermetrics, like FIP, FIP kind of, uh, it's fielding independent, I believe. So that kind of shows like what your ERA kind of should be, taking out the luck, and his was 4.07 last year, which isn't far off of what he actually did, so it's not like he was getting much luck. So I, I like him as a starter. I think I think he's a very, very, very quality fifth starter. 
I would agree with you. Uh, all your sentiments there, I think, are fairly accurate. I think that he'll land around the uh, milestones or you know the the area in which you said. So, unless there's anything else you want to bring up, Jared, that's uh, talked about a lot today. We talked about free agency. We talked about the big big blockbuster trade. We've talked about uh, AL East foes. We've talked about spring training invites. Is there anything else you'd like to get to? I think that's everything. Just uh, give us a follow at 314 online on Twitter. We're always, you know, interacting, doing stuff like that. Uh, find us on iTunes or SoundCloud at the Short Porch Podcast. Retweet anything you see from us. We're putting out some quality content. And uh, like, rate, subscribe. Do all that. Do all of that. And uh, that was Mr. Jared Peterman, a.k.a. Jared the Technicolor Dreamboat. And I'm J.D. Frida, a.k.a. the Eggplant Parmesan Don, a.k.a. Muscles Marinara. We out here. As we said, go follow all of us, all of our social media. And as always, I got to throw the special shout-out, the special thank you to the one, the only, the Ben Sounds. Ben who? Ben where? Ben why? Crazy Philadelphia fans on the Ben Franklin Bridge? No, it's Ben Sound. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, once again, for listening to the Short Porch Podcast, episode 31, episode Winfield. We'll be back next week. You heard it. Next week. Have a great week. Go Yankees.